This is Austin Pace with BYU-Idaho Radio, and joining me today over the phone is Debbie Critchfield, the Superintendent of Public Instruction. Critchfield was elected Superintendent in November 2022 and was sworn in in January of 2023. Previously, she served as a seven-year member of the Idaho State Board of Education and was president during her final two years. Critchfield was co-chair to Governor to Governor Liberal's Education Task Force in 2019 and committee chair for Governor Otter's Higher Education Task Force in 2017. She chaired the Reopen Idaho Schools Committee in 2020 and was a member of the Governor's K-12 Council. Thanks for joining me, Superintendent. Thank you so much. All right, so just kind of to start off, tell me a little bit about you and your family. Well, my husband Dave and I raised four children in Oakley, Idaho. He is a fourth generation farm family there and and I got there as quickly as I could about 32 years ago. So I, I definitely claim Idaho as home. And our four children attended public schools there. They're out now. And we have three little grandsons. All of your children went through public education. Was that what drove you to pursue a career in public education or what was the driving force to that? That's such a great question because I don't think that anyone, you know, when you're young, you don't think one day when I grow up, I'm going to be state superintendent. (laughs) But, um, you know, prior to my children getting into school, I became really active in my community, uh, helping with the parent organization. and, And I was a substitute teacher for six years. And an opportunity presented itself uh, for me to run for a spot on our local school board. And I had some people encourage me and I had really gotten, I guess, deeper into policy and understanding the mechanics of how a school district comes together. And so I thought, yeah, I think I want to give that a try and and ended up serving in Cajun County for 10 years. And it was a wonderful experience. Awesome. So... I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about a press release that you wrote to the public on January 24th titled Critchfield, Supporting Our Students Doesn't Have to Be Complicated. I want to dive deeper into the address, but I also would love to hear what inspired the address. What events occurred for you to feel like this address was necessary? A couple of things really uh, prompted the timing on this. I've been thinking about this for a very long time. What do we want our students to be able to know and do? How do we make our Idaho high school diploma count? We want that to matter. We want a student to leave feeling as though they have the basic understanding and knowledge of the things that will help them uh, be successful and and navigate life um, after after our our public school setting. And, And another reason for the timing specifically right now, I think education is always at the forefront of conversations in the community and and with elections around the corner, they've really just, I guess, risen a little bit. And so I have people approach me all the time and, and ask me questions. What are we doing about this? And, and I hear this theme a lot. I just think it's time to get back to basics. If we're going to really help our kids, then we need to make sure that they can read. We want to make sure that they can do something. And, and so just I, I think all of those things coming together recently, I just sat down at my laptop and, and thought, I'm going to talk about this because I agree with it. We're, we're making goals and we have a strategic plan that's driving towards that. And I want folks to know that it's at top of mind for me as well. Right. And you already kind of mentioned it a little bit, but a theme, like I guess a common theme or phrase like I saw within your address was we need to get back to the basics. What are the basics and what are you planning to do to get back to them? I 
believe that when I talk about basics that I'm I'm speaking for the things that most people believe are basics. And so uh, in the piece that I wrote, I specifically call out three things, uh, one of them uh, being reading. We, we need and want and expect all of our children to be able to read. If you can't read, you can't function in life. That, that's, it's just that simple. And I don't think that teaching kids how to read is one of those controversial education pieces. Um, and we've got a lot of uh, supports built around that goal um, at the Department of Education, how we support good decision-making at the local level. What books are you buying? We want to make sure that our districts are talking about phonics, 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 phonics. Um, there's there's five elements of of effective instruction for reading and and it's called the science of reading which is not a book it's just a term that's used to describe everything built around phonics and so we want to make sure that our our teachers are prepared to be able to do that another part of back to basics in my mind is talking about math not every kid is going to be a mechanical engineer and and that's okay not every kid's going to need need the same level of math i can confidently say that I did not use the quadratic equation yesterday and it's not looking like I'm probably going to use it today. But for many students, they do use that every day. And so we're having a conversation with our friends at the State Board of Education about developing what I'm going to call essential math standards that focus on those basic elements of math that every student should have uh, proficiency and, and knowledge about before uh, they go on to the next grade. And then the last thing that I would mention in this back to basics that I hear frequently and, and again agree with focuses on civics education. Do our kids understand our government, the three branches of government? What do elections mean? How, how does the local compare with the federal, with the state? And I believe more and more um, our communities expect that our students um, develop a love for our country and that they understand what it means to be a citizen and, and to contribute back. So Idaho doesn't seem to have a big problem with reading, which is great news. You still want to implement it. You still want it to be taught with phonics and all that. But the state tests show that reading is not the biggest problem. Math, on the other hand, as you put in your address, is not as shiny as our reading performance. You also say one of the ways I believe the state can help with this effort is to more fully refine our math standards to what we expect kids to know and, and at what grade levels. So you've already kind of touched on this a little bit, but I'd love to dive a little bit deeper on what kind of refinements that parents and students should expect to see with the math standards in the future school years. Essential standards is probably, you know, I know I use that that term before, but it really is the best way to explain that. And and so a, a way to really understand it would, would be to say that every year there are a number of standards for every grade. And and I'm I'm sort of well, not I not sort of, I am making this up, but let's say that one of the standards for first grade is by the end of first grade, we want students to be able to add single digit numbers together. That's, that's what a standard is. And, and that's a great standard. And then teachers use the materials in their classroom to teach that standard. So if we have, let's say, 50 standards that we expect a first grader to know by the end of first grade, but because of time and just different levels of understanding and abilities of students, they're only, teachers are only able to actually teach half of those standards at the state level, I think that we need to say, look, if, if we know you're not going to get to all 50 of those, and again, that's not the exact number, but 
you are only getting to so many. Let's establish what those essential ones are so that regardless of the classroom that you're in, we know that at each grade level, you have the appropriate knowledge for that grade level. So you also spoke with Governor Liggle about ways to broaden the resources available to for educators to use in the classroom with respect for government and physics. And you already kind of touched a little bit on that topic. But the state of Idaho is now going to offer Idaho educators an interactive, multidimensional U.S. history curriculum. Could you tell me a little bit more about that curriculum and a little bit more about what you and Governor Liggle hope it will provide for students? Sure. And and I'd probably say it's less of a curriculum than it is a resource. And, and maybe that's tomato, tomato. But um, a curriculum is something that is an actual book that teachers follow. But what we have uh, we as in Governor Little and I have uh, been able to provide and make available as an option for any of our eighth grade or 11th grade history teachers in the state is a resource called the Story of America. We know that teachers look outside of the curriculum or the book they have in their classroom to add more depth or more flavor to a lesson that they have on a particular topic. Clearly, one textbook isn't going to be able to cover every aspect of American history. And so as teachers are looking outside of the curriculum for additional ways to support a lesson, what we're saying is, look over here. We've, we've gone through this resource. We know that this is, is good stuff. We know that, um, the, that history um, has all sorts of layers to it. And as you get into those, we want them to be able to access this. And, and, and what brought our attention uh, to the story of America was the fact that it is uh, very media heavy and it is interactive. It's designed to have students think about the questions. There's a lot of first person information in there rather than someone giving you a version of history that they believe may or may not have occurred in a certain way. We believe that this is information that teachers can present to students so that they can think and talk about history as, as, as it happened. Okay, so are you saying it's kind of like a teacher-aided, more student-led learning where the students kind of have to dive in themselves to really, to really learn and it's aided by the, the teachers and the material that they're giving the students? Yes, and it definitely is designed to engage students in a different way than, than just a, a one-dimensional textbook does, but it absolutely needs the teacher facilitating uh, the, the class so that, as an example, we're going to talk about the Civil War. There's so many interesting uh, characters and personalities and wars and battles and, and so much richness about the subject of the Civil War then a teacher can go into this library and pull out documents, pull out um, pictures and recordings and add to the lesson so that it's not just read this paragraph, this is what happens, happened, okay, next. We want students in all of our subjects, frankly, to be able to analyze and, and think about what they're, they're learning. It's, it's that higher level of there's knowledge, but then how do we get to the understanding? Right. So they're just diving, diving further into the subject instead of just wiping across it uh, one dimensional, as you were saying, and then just moving on. So you're you're involving more of the students and involving more history so they can actually retain it. And I guess I don't want to say relive, but think a lot more about those stories. 
You got it. You nailed it. So at the very end of your address, you close with a line that says, as we focus on ensuring the long-term value of an Idaho Idaho education, let's work to keep our focus on the fundamentals when it comes to gathering, when it comes to getting our students ready for life beyond high school. What long-term effects do you believe will come from these back to the basics changes? Do you believe these changes will create a higher percentage of high school graduates? And do you believe that these changes will increase the percentage of high school graduates pursuing a higher education like college? Well, let's start with long-term effects of, of getting back to the basics. To ensure that our students are able to read and do basic math when they when they graduate is not only a benefit to them, but it's a benefit to their community. And so ultimately, when we're talking about getting back to basics, we're, we're talking about creating citizens that contribute to the community around them, to themselves, to their families. Um, and again, it, it's not just an individual benefit, but it, it's something that, that benefits all of us. And then as far as, you know, creating um, the environment where we, we have more high school graduates, I certainly hope so. I feel like our system actually created senioritis, that we haven't provided a very relevant experience in the last five to 10 years where our high school seniors feel like there's more learning for them to do while they're in school. So many of our seniors get or or students get to their junior and senior year and feel like, okay, I I, I have enough information. I'm just going to mark time, especially as a senior. I'll take, you know, I'll be an aide for so many classes and I'll leave early for work. And, and certainly work is, is a, a learning opportunity. But how about we connect our students with meaningful opportunities to use the knowledge that they have to, to get a jump start on their life after high school. I can't think of a, of, of a better way to help them and, and help everyone. And then lastly, your, I think your, your question was on um, higher education, uh, high school students pursuing higher ed. I am less interested in that part as I am providing our students with what they need that, so that they can pursue whatever they want. They feel like they have the skills, tools, knowledge, preparation to choose whatever they want, that our system didn't hold them back. So you're, you're trying to create, I guess, a little more independence is, is kind of what I'm hearing, is you're creating independent thinkers so that when it, they do come to that, to that graduating point of high school, they can choose whether to go to university or go through work and they know what opportunities lie ahead for them. Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, looking back when I was that age and or looking at my children or seeing those that are in school now, it's it's one thing for um, the, the student to have an idea and then and and feel as though I'm not limited in my choices. And then when you layer in talking with a counselor and visiting with parents and 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 friends on, hey, here's all the opportunities of this incredibly growing state that we have. And you don't have to leave our state to be successful or maybe even your own community to be successful. That, that's how we, we add the strength uh, to our students that I, I think will, will not only carry them f- through those first years of, of leaving high school, but just sets them up perfectly for the rest of their lives. So what advice would you give to students that will be receiving this new curriculum or I guess these new basics? What advice do you give these students to take advantage of all the new things coming their way? You know, that I don't know even know what the right answer for that is because probably whatever I say sounds um, you know, like I'm their mother or their, you know, their teacher nagging them, but I I think 
trying to motivate students to see that this is important. What you're learning here uh, is is going to have impacts and, and there are consequences on the decisions that you you make now. And, and recognizing that the average person has multiple jobs and careers over their lifetime now. You know, gone are the days where you took a job and you're at that job for 40 years. I mean, there are people who do that, but it's pretty rare. Why not use your high school specifically experience to give you exposure and explore things so that five years after you're from out of high school, if you decide you want to do something else, you think, you know what, I'm okay because I, I've got some, you know, early foundations to be able to go pursue that. I, I just, I, I love the thought of a student feeling like they have, they're, they're confident in where they want to go. That was Debbie Critchfield, Superintendent of Public Instruction. Thanks again for joining me today. Thank you so much, Austin.